Visits to Her Majesty's Penitentiary have been canceled due to degraded jail conditions. Company Equiton is buying up rental units and jacking rents to make massive returns on investments. Murderers of Indigenous women and girls get lighter sentences than murderers of non-Indigenous women and girls. According to a new StatsCan report, a bus plunges off a road in Venice, killing 21 people, and France goes to war with bedbugs. Good morning. It's Thursday, October 5th. I'm Nora, coming to you from the beautiful city of Peterborough, Ontario, and here are your headlines. We start in St. John's this morning, where the Canadian press is reporting that in-person visits to Her Majesty's Penitentiary the actual name of a minimum security jail there, have been cancelled. The Canadian press calls the jail quote-unquote crumbling and quote-unquote Dickens era. Inmates who spoke to the Canadian press said that the visit ban is related to quote an extensive spread of black mold. There are also staff shortages, flooding, and rodent infestations. Jesse Lewis told the Canadian press this, we're being traumatized while we're here and there's nothing to help us. He said that people often wake up to the sound of screaming in the middle of the night because someone has found a rodent in their beds. Lewis also said that the staff shortages have meant that in-person visits are often cancelled last minute because they can't accommodate the visitors. His grandparents have driven 70 kilometers before to visit him, then to be told that they couldn't get in because no visitors were allowed because of staff shortages. He says this, quote, You'd be charged for putting an animal in something like this. They're warehousing us. They're not rehabilitating us in any way, shape, or form. The facility first opened in 1859, the same year the Canadian press notes that Dickens released A Tale of Two Cities. Provincial governments have been promising to replace the jail for years. Her Majesty's Penitentiary has the highest rate of inmate suicide in Atlantic Canada. Now to an investigation from CBC Hamilton's Samantha Beattie. A real estate company called Equiton has a little trick to make a lot of money. They buy up older apartment buildings where tenants pay below market rent. Then they renovate the units when a tenant moves out, charge more rent, and, quote, generate profit for its more than 8,000 investors, unquote. The strategy is lined out by the vice president of Equiton named Lavelle Lindo in an interview with a wealth management company that was posted online this year. Equiton owns 30 buildings in Ontario, including in Toronto, Ottawa, Kitchener, Burlington, Brantford, and London, and they're squeezing tenants to get a return on investment of almost 14% in 2022. Beattie talked with tenants of one of Equiton's buildings in Hamilton. They said that the deteriorating living conditions combined with above-guideline rent increases, you know, the kinds of increases that hundreds of Toronto tenants are protesting through rent strikes, These increases are pushing many tenants to be closer to living on the street. One of those tenants is Chris Erie. She's lived there for more than a decade, and she accesses the food bank to be able to afford her monthly rent payments. She says that she constantly worries about being forced into a tent if she loses this apartment because she has no other options. Shelly Morris, another tenant, said that her rent is about $100 more per month due to the rental increases since Equiton took over the building. 
She receives social assistance and is a university student. And so she says this, quote, we're an inch away from homelessness, unquote. The property owners were also nailed in 2023 with 20 property standard violations. Equiton was ordered to, quote, repair walls, plumbing, bathroom counters, bathtubs, ceilings, doorknobs, closet doors, windows, a garbage chute, and a smashed glass firebox. It was also ordered to address cockroaches, mice, and a bedbug infestation. Equiton did many of the repairs, but water damage and rodents are still a big problem. Now, the article mentions that the company has spent more than $5 million on improving the building and $100,000 on pest control. But for a place with more than 300 units, that does seem like peanuts, especially when we know that they're making good money off cheaping out in some of these repairs. Equiton is trying to raise their rent by 4.58% this year. They're asking special permission for this because it is an above guideline rent increase. Next, a new study from the Canadian press has found that murder charges that are given out during sentencing of the murder of Indigenous women and girls are less likely to be as serious as the murder charges for suspects who murder non-Indigenous women and girls. Perpetrators of murder were more likely to be charged with second-degree murder or manslaughter charges than first-degree murder charges if the victim was Indigenous. And Indigenous women and girls are killed at rates that are six times higher than non-Indigenous women and girls. There was a smaller gap in the number of homicides that are solved. 90% of murder cases of non-Indigenous women and girls are solved, whereas for Indigenous women and girls, that rate is 87%. Conviction rates, however, are the same for both kinds of victims at 55%. The Native Women's Association of Canada has called the government's progress on implementing the recommendations from the report into murdered and missing Indigenous women and girls a quote-unquote failure. The Canadian press mentions that four members of cabinet put out a joint statement addressing this report from StatsCan and promising to improve things. Now to international news, first to Venice, where at least 21 people have died after their bus plunged 15 meters and burst into flames. It had been carrying 39 passengers, and those passengers were tourists who were going from Venice to a campsite in Marghera district. There were children among the victims. The BBC is reporting that five Ukrainians, one German, and the driver, Alberto Risotto, are all dead. Among the injured were Germans, Ukrainians, Austrians, Spanish, and other tourists. And finally, to France. That country is dealing with a very serious bedbug outbreak. To try and contain outbreaks on the métro, the deputy mayor of Paris, Emmanuel Grégoire, has implored Elisabeth Borne, the French prime minister, to develop a plan to get the bedbugs under control in the country. Bedbugs are also being found in hotels and in cinemas. A report from Forbes suggests that France isn't unique in its bedbug problem. It's just that it's a city that receives a lot of tourists and therefore has a greater opportunity for bedbugs to spread. From 2017 to 2022, it's estimated that one in 10 homes in Paris has been infested with bedbugs. So why are people talking about bedbugs now if they've been a problem for a while? Well, They've gone viral, so to speak, on social media, with the hashtag Punaisoli trending constantly, and because the Summer Olympics are planned to happen in Paris next summer. No one will want to pick up bedbugs while they're in Paris to wrestle someone, for example. 
The closest I ever got to a bedbug infestation was thanks to someone who had just returned from Cannes. So this story does seem to check out for me. Although Toronto has always had various bedbug waves and I recall my office being forced to change all of our chairs so that they wouldn't have upholstery that transmitted bedbugs. They're horrible. They're psychologically damaging. And here's hoping France gets that under control. Those are your headlines for Thursday, October 5th. I'm Nora. You're listening to this podcast at sandyandnora.com at the Real News Network podcast feed and wherever you get your podcasts. Now, don't forget, October 14th, there's a live show in Toronto. You can get your tickets at thepointofsale.com. Just search Sandy and Nora Live. You'll find them. Hope you have a great Thursday and you know what? Long weekend. It's almost here.